The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Pollard streaks in. Streaks in. Touchdown. Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company as we are live from inside the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. Glad you're with us as we preview the Cowboys defense versus the New York Giants offense today for what there, what there is left of the Giants' offense. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. We've got John Machota's national storylines in the third segment, Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Doing good. We're, talking, get, we're talking about peppers this morning, Kyle. Are you a pepper guy? Are you like, like spicy food? Just spicy in general. I will say since I began dating my, my now wife, Lorena, it, it, she's – all about it. She wants her face to burn when she eats food. She knows ball. And <laughs> she knows ball. I was never really that way. I liked spice, but okay. too much spice was was not not my thing. Now it's gotten to the point where it's like I invite it as well because she'll eat it and then I'll eat whatever she doesn't. It's just kind of that thing. So I've gotten used I to think it. Nick and it's built up. Have a, they should have a, a, a hot a hot sauce challenge. On air. Now, I'd love to see that. Just spice to to eat spice is one thing. I don't know about that. But, like, if, if it's a part of, like, Thai food or yeah. Tex-Mex or whatever it ends up being, then, yeah. I'm talking I'll about, like, a hot spice. sauce challenge. No, I don't care about that. Why would you do that? That's just inflicting pain upon yourself. <laughs> Nick, That's Nick's all that is. I'm so game. In fact, I want to, like, throw in <clears throat> at some point, like, a bet to where I lose. and Oh, <laughs> oh darn. <laughs> darn. <laughs> oh, man. Like, the hot chip challenge live let's on the show. Let's do it, man. Beamer, let's, let's set that might. up, Beamer. One day, let's just do a show where, where Nick has to do hot sauce. Just, just, just elevated hot sauces every segment. I like that. That would be fun, actually. I, that would be fun. I think we can make this happen. I'm pretty sure we could. That would be fun. I think we can make this happen. I wonder if we have a hot sauce sponsor. I don't think we have a hot sauce sponsor. Do. I've never heard of it. So if that's yeah. the case, then we would just put unbranded hot sauce all the way through. Oh, I have some stuff in my can. And then every time we say, maybe like <laughs> every time we say a certain word, you have to like elevate your yeah. your hot sauce. You not with this, Jeff? I'm, I'm into him doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, there's no chance I'm doing that. I wouldn't the either. The thing we were talking about before is I was like, anytime I eat anything that's really spicy, it just it ruins the rest of the meal because my yeah. mouth is just on fire. I have no other yeah. taste buds for anything else. So it's like the meal isn't even enjoyable after that. Point. I be, I I'll do it like, if I say it doesn't. I'll, I'll, ooh, I'll do it with mm. you. Yeah, let's I do it. I became like infatuated with it when I was <laughs> finishing up my career in like 2013 in Jacksonville. Like for whatever reason, I started trying to grow like peppers, like scorpion peppers and ghost peppers and all that stuff. And I just became it was too hot down there, but too much. It was too much, but yeah, I started like doing it. So then I started having my staff do it, like little challenges. Actually, matter of fact, the first time we did it was with the training staff, and I never, I never forget, man. We're sitting up there. You guys remember um, Blackman, the receiver? Yeah, Justin, Jay, Jay, Justin Black. Black. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so state. So we're sitting in the training room, and I give, I, we challenged. So I collected a bunch of money. I was like, hey, everybody, put money in the pot. We're gonna give it to these trainers during camp because you know they don't make a ton of money, right? So all these interns. So I was like, put money in the pot, and whoever, whatever intern does it, you know. And so you have to bite the pepper. You have to eat the pepper. Eat the whole thing. You have to chew it. 
chew it up for a minute, swallow this pepper, and then you have to wait at least five minutes before you can have anything to drink. No. That was the challenge, right? So we're sitting up here and we're watching <laughs> these traders. They, they're going through it now, right? Because there's, there's like like three grand in the pot at this point, right? So yeah. that's solid money. Yeah. So these guys are chewing it and they're dying. Like, they're hurting so bad. And I turn to, somebody taps me in my shoulder and I'm like, turn around and black, and black is sitting up there. This ain't that bad. He's <laughs> like <laughs> profusely sweating with so, the straightest face. So that plays into exactly what I was talking about when I started. I was like, okay, LeBron James, obviously a, a great athlete. You're you're born with a lot of that. Yeah. And I believe it's the same thing with how you handle different spices and things like that. Either you either you, you have it or you don't. It's like people that can it's run true. fast or jump high. It's not just like, no, 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 you just gotta start out slow and you then you can build, build up it your, up. You can build your palate up. You think that's what Justin Blackman was doing? No, no. He was you it, think it, he just it, worked it out was that thing, spending like, time on that. Listen, Jay, when, it, when I say this dude had the straightest face <laughs> in the world, I was like, that's not that bad. And he's yeah. looking at me, but I'm looking at he's he has no idea that he's like yeah, just yeah. dripping sweat. <laughs> right. Oh, it was hilarious. Right. It, I mean, it's kinda like being an athlete like some are born with it sure they you think people just go outside and, and, and just work out all the time and so they get a 40 inch vertical at some point like, there's come a, there's on part of they walk that. around with you those think, old, you, those you old cap shoes you think, you think justin <laughs> you think justin verlander sits there and just it was just oh man he did so many weights so that's why he could throw 97 in the first inning and 103 in the ninth let's sure let's sure that's, that's sometimes just you're just born with stuff it's just stamina that's all right right justin blackman ran a 446 at the 40 so you think he was just uh down in ghost peppers before the combine that's it bro trying to hurry to get to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, let's get to news and notes. Nikki or Nick Harris. Sorry, I keep looking it's at a lot of Nick's name. It's a lot of Nick's. Dumb. Every jerk. time I look at, it, we added Nicole, and, I, and now I call her no. Nick too. And then there's Nikki Harrison. So there's Nick Eatman, Nick Harris, Nicole, yep. and then Nick Nikki Harrison up top. That's. I mean, it's, it, it's bound to happen. Yeah, Nick Harris, the better Nick, is on our <gasps> wow. show. Wow. Uh, and, and with that being said, we've got some news and notes to get to. Cowboys made a signing yesterday. Yeah, we don't have a lot of news and notes. So, you know, Tuesdays are typically the most dead days sure. around here. But the big one um, that is, uh, you know, being talked about quite a bit. So the Dallas Cowboys, they hosted Martavis Bryant for a private workout yesterday. We talked about it in news and notes yesterday. They ended up signing uh, Bryant to a uh, practice squad deal. He, um, he will fill the only remaining spot on the practice squad um, they agreed to terms yesterday he will officially sign today uh, 31 years old as we mentioned yesterday 154 yards during the spring season uh, of the xfl in eight games uh, not a ton of production um, <clears throat> i am very curious to see you know what is behind this signing um, there's I've, I'm, I'm very curious to see what's behind this signing. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it at that i mean the workout happened yesterday when we were on site at Black Rifle Coffee. So neither one of us, none of us really had an opportunity to see exactly what what the workout was. And even if we did, we probably couldn't talk about it. But it had to be something for them to sign him to a a practice squad deal because they only had the one spot available and they used it on a wide receiver. Is he going to be elevated and active on game day? Maybe. I mean, especially down the line, maybe in a couple weeks. I doubt it's this week. But still, something to to keep an eye on, John. When you look at a move like this, is this just kicking the tires, bringing a guy in, nothing more than that for the most part? Yeah, because it's 2023. If mm-hmm. it was 2018, I'd say, oh yeah, no, this makes sense. This is going to be a piece they add in, and he's going to contribute right away. But I mean, it just—it's been a long time since he's played NFL football and and was very productive. So. I'll be very surprised if this makes it, this move makes an impact uh, on this team this season. I, um, I think that 
Jalen Tolbert's heading in a, in a good direction. I think Brandon Cooks needs more opportunities. Um, this just, I don't, I, it just doesn't look like a move where all of a sudden it's like, okay, they're going to put him in the lineup like we said yesterday with T.Y. Hilton a year ago, and then all of a sudden that this is just going to immediately pay some dividends. I, I would, I would be very surprised. I think this is kicking the tires. If you get something out of it, great. If not, you, you really didn't invest much in it. Yeah, you mentioned Jalen Tolbert. I don't think we've talked about him a whole lot this week, but again, he had his first career touchdown grab on on Sunday against Philadelphia. Isaiah, based off of what you've seen from Jalen Tolbert, do you feel like he becomes more of an involved receiver because he's continued to to have good snaps on special teams? He's continued to build a role on offense. If he can continue in that right direction. Do you feel like he'll get more snaps and more looks? I believe so. I believe he's earning the trust of this entire coaching staff, and that's why he's getting more opportunities on special teams. He's having impact there. Now he's giving more opportunities offensively, and he's starting to have impact there. Um, this is the, you know, he's he's arriving. He's arriving. He's starting to, to build his confidence in, in all aspects of when he's out in the field, and the coaches are starting to trust him um, with those opportunities. So, I mean, I think you're going to continue to see more of him, and I think you'll start seeing um, – you know, more diverse looks with him in terms of the things that he's doing in the game. You know, sometimes you, when you're trying to get a, you know, a young guy's feet wet, he's he's usually in on run plays, which is what his role was at first. And now then you start giving him a couple short passes and then you start giving him some, you know, actually designed plays for, to go to him. And I think that's what you're starting to see now um, as an added element to this offense. So um, I think you'll start seeing him get some of the same opportunities that Gallup gets, to be honest with you. I, for me, when I'm looking at Martavis Bryant specifically, it's low risk and it's a, a thing that could pay off down the line. Do I think it will? I don't think so. He's a red zone guy, and um, I, I wouldn't say that this team probably has a confident red zone, red zone target. So let's say it works out and he's able to step onto an NFL field by week 12 or week 13 or whatever. Then um, you know, then they have a guy that can go up and grab it. But <clears throat> as of right now, I just don't see that. But again, that's that's the question that we'll have today probably for Mike McCarthy at 3:30, which uh, they're not holding practice today um just uh just press conference and an open locker room today so kind of a weird schedule this week but um yeah 3 30 mike, mike mccarthy press conference that'll certainly be the hot topic is uh what's what's behind martavis bryant what did they see during the workout that led them to believe that uh there's some confidence there any other news and notes on top of a what was a slow Tuesday? Yeah, that was that was really about it. <laughs> um, uh, the North Texas Mean Green started one and zero. How about that? Let's go, go Mean Green. Got other than that, no. Not College a, basketball's back, everybody. College basketball. Is you excited back. about that, Isaiah? Not really. No, Mm-mm. you're still in football season. That's it. Yeah, you got you got UW rolling. You got Michael Penix Jr. I'm trying to see. I'm, I have my eyes in the Heisman race. I'm looking to see what happens with Michigan, so my boys can slide into the top four. They're not well, going to get suspended. Like no, they're not going to get like. Yeah, that's not happening. Season. Sorry, but either way, we're still going to be in the top four as long as we went out. I put it on Twitter yeah. last night. I, I hope like everyone goes twelve and one, just so we can see like chaos, <laughs> and like Florida State goes thirteen and zero, and the winner of Ohio State Michigan goes thirteen and zero, and just, everyone else goes twelve and one. I just want to see chaos. <laughs> no, no, we do not need to lose. <laughs> Dub does not need a loss. Twelve and okay, hold up, I'll figure this out right now. Okay, is uh, Georgia? They lose to Alabama. They lose to Alabama. I think Georgia and Alabama are the other two teams. It, along with, I do not think they'll keep a one one loss Georgia out if their one loss is Alabama. Can, I don't. Can you keep a one loss Texas out even though they went to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama by ten mm. points? See that chaos. That's what I want. Yeah, that here. one would be tough. <laughs> it almost begins if, yeah. the circle of parody yeah, 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 in college yeah, yeah, yeah. football. You guys yep. put some respect on Washington now. 
Yeah, thought, but they I would be twelve that, and one losing yeah. to Oregon, the team that they beat not, yeah. at home. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing hypotheticals. I just can't see a one loss. I can't see a one loss Georgia not getting in. I would yeah. be very, I'd be very surprised. It would take that scenario. Is that a husky yeah. ground? They wouldn't right. be a champion, and right. the, the SEC could be left out at that end. But, the, but be, a back-to-back national champion that yeah. that would have one loss. In, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Somebody. I don't think you. I don't think they keep them out either. I can't see that. Wars would be started. There are plenty of scenarios there. With college football. And we could talk about that all day. We love college football. I'm wearing my draft sh- show shirt today. Go Dogs. Go Dogs for Isaiah. Say, go Mean Green. Did he say Ducks? Whoa. I, sounds like he said ever, Ducks. Ever. That's what I heard. Mm. I go Duck hunting. I heard, I heard a Go Ducks <laughs> yeah. in there. Uh, let's take our first break. When we come back, though, we will preview Cowboys defense versus the Giants offense and what they bring to the table. No Danny Dimes this time around. It's a different looking Giants front. What do they bring to the table? What do they have for this Dallas defense? And how can Dallas continue to build in the right direction? We'll talk about that when we come back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's week 10 of the NFL season, and we officially turn the page today to take a look at the New York Giants and what they bring to the table And just to be honest, offensively, it doesn't look like much. It is the NFL. These guys do get paid on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage. We've already seen one team, at least this year, week three, Arizona, team that we looked at and said they don't bring much either. And uh, that ended up in a loss. So you can't take anybody lightly, but let's just say it this way. There's no Danny Dimes. There's no Evan Neal at the right tackle spot. Those are two of probably their better players on – the offensive side, 
And instead, starting a quarterback for one New York Giants organization, John Machota, <laughs> Tommy DeVito. <laughs> That's who's starting for the Giants. From Danny Dimes to Danny DeVito. <laughs> I don't I don't bet on sports, but I'm always aware of the lines. I always check uh-huh. them just for games, just to see what, you know, Vegas is thinking. And I'm sitting there writing my game story uh, in Philadelphia, and I'm like, oh, just check and see what it is. 16. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. yeah that's what that's a huge line that for is, an NFL that's game. That's massive for an NFL game. That's in an in, in, in division game. Uh, I, I'm not that, I wouldn't be that concerned about the Giants with Daniel Jones. So I guess you can, you know, maybe, you know, get caught sleeping and, and maybe they get off to a hot start. I just, I don't see any way that Cowboys have problems with the Giants. Isn't it crazy how things change so quickly over an NFL season? I mean, week one, going into week one, we were talking about this Giants team as an up-and-coming program, up-and-coming organization. They went to the playoffs, won a a game last year, got to the divisional round just like Dallas did, and then 40 to nothing in week one, and then it was significantly downhill from that point forward. I mean – it's a credit to the NFL and how things change, but man, I, this is a steep drop off, Isaiah, from what we were talking about whenever this first matchup was on the schedule. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, they've had they've had some injuries. Um, they also are not confident in what their starter was uh, in Danny Dimes. Obviously, he's injured now, um, so prayers up for him for his recovery. But you know, there it's hard to it's hard to win in this league without a quarterback. It's just the facts, and that's where they're at. That's not their only issue that they have on this roster, but they have they have you know a quarterback who I don't think anybody's really confident in. They have a running back who doesn't necessarily really want to be there and probably won't be there unless they you know tag him again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you got you know your two main guys. Um, you traded away your you know arguably your best defensive lineman. Um, you have arguably one of the best offensive minds in football as your head coach but he doesn't have anything to work with he doesn't have an old line to work with so yeah. i mean they're just in they're in shambles i mean you could try all you want to but there's certain things that you have to have in place to be successful and i when the reality is you have players that are super competitive some of the most competitive people on on earth but if you don't feel like you have a chance to win it's hard to give 100 yeah, I would say the the biggest thing about games like this, you see it a lot in college football, where they're just it's an uneven matchup. Your your biggest hope, if you're the Cowboys, is that you take care of business in the first half, and the second half you can give a ton of guys rest. That it's not even a close game late, yeah. and that you can you know get guys out of the game, get get guys some extra rest. Because, um, yeah, I just I look at that roster right now and looking at how they got destroyed by the Raiders. And really, honestly, it goes back for me personally. Everything that you said about the way they ended last season, winning that playoff game in Minnesota, I was like, damn, like they're building off something. They're going to be one to watch when the season starts. And it was like very early on, I don't know if it's just because it's New York or whatever, but just the cameras catching Brian Dable on the sideline, just like losing it where you're just kind of like, and then him with Daniel Jones and stuff. And I was like, man, this is coming unraveled like this, this fast. Like we're not even a quarter of the way into the season. And it just seems like it just keeps building on that and building on that. Um, Yeah. They're, they're in a rough spot that I'm, yeah, I'm surprised with how bad that they are this year. I I am too. I thought they'd be much better, but when you look at the IR for them and I I mentioned the injuries of what they've got, that was my point. Oh, go for it. No, you go for it. (laughs) They have 13 players on the IR. Wow. It's 13, it's, and that doesn't include da- uh, uh, Danny Dimes. Yeah, yeah so he who still is headed that on. direction? Yeah, he still has to go on. So. Wow. wow. 
Yeah, and some of those names, I mean, Aziz Ojolari, starter. Shane Lemieux, starter. Matt Pearl, starter. Cram Gano was their kicker. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor was their backup quarterback. Darren Waller, starter. They've they've been decimated with injuries, but even with that, they were playing poorly before the injuries. I mean, yeah. week one was the Dallas Cowboys, forty to nothing. We all remember that, and one of the the most historic beatdowns. But there was part of that beatdown that was oh, okay. It's week one. Everybody's a little rusty. A lot of the time, week one is where you see blowouts like that. You see beatdowns like that. But then it was from that point forward a, a straight drop off. So I. I Turn the question to take a look at the Dallas defense. Nick, when you look at the Dallas defense, what's the number one emphasis this week going into this matchup? Run defense, for sure. Okay. Um, just because that's that's where their strength is going to rely upon. Probably the only strength that they have on that offensive side of the ball. Um, they're going to feed Saquon. They're going to feed him a lot. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, whenever they didn't have uh, Daniel Jones in a game, he had he carried the ball like 34 times. So, I mean, that's that's what I would expect. And um, it's a really good opportunity for this defensive front to really get comfortable in the run game. And, you know, they've shown uh, this season that, that, that they can be comfortable in the run game. They're the only team in the NFL that has not allowed a 100-yard uh, rusher or a 100-yard receiver. So, um, good opportunity to keep that going. I'm looking forward to seeing Mozzie Smith, Sam Williams, maybe getting some extra work, things like that. Some guys that you'd like to see a little bit more from that maybe you're not going to see that against the Eagles yeah. in, a, in a tight game like that. That, that. That's when I look at the Cowboys defense, I'm looking, those are, those are probably at the top of the list. And the next thing is getting through the game healthy. Yeah. I'm on part with y'all. I mean, I think this is, you got to go out there and, and dominate. If you can't dominate, then there's some gut checking that has to happen. You should be able to to molly wop, steam roll, put whatever little term you want to to these guys. These guys scored 101 points through nine games. They are averaging 11 points per game. Uh, if you allow them to score 10 points, you know you're probably not doing your job. So I mean, this is you have you have to be dominant, and you should be pissed off from what happened last week. So you take that take that anger. You take the fact that you're playing against you know one of the few times I'll say a lesser opponent because because of what the situation they're in with their IR situation. But these guys are not in a good position, so you have to take full advantage of. Them. You can't feel sorry for them. You got to put the pedal to the metal, put your foot down, and just run them into the ground. And you know you beat them forty nothing when they had all their dudes. What what's the how you up that ante? You know, that that needs to be your goal um, offensively, defensively, and special teams-wise. Quick question, and it's kind of a sidebar here. With the way the season is going for the Giants, is something that kind of crept in my mind a couple days ago whenever they said that Daniel Jones is done for the year. Like, there's there's no coming back for him. As people that cover the Cowboys, do you kind of look up and be concerned that they could have the number one pick? <laughs> no. And that Caleb Williams mm. is in the NFC East for the next 15 years. Oh, 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 oh. Caleb Williams. He's he's gonna be the number one pick, Isaiah. I'd be much more concerned about the Giants getting Caleb Williams than Drake May. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. Right. That. I understand now. this is already in the we're in the hot button season of everyone yeah. already, you know, project no, I think May's the guy. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely Go see. Ahead. That's your guy. I'll take mine. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. See. We'll definitely see. I just I just I like see with Caleb May. with Caleb Williams, you know what I see happening? A little bit of what's going down in Houston. A little CJ oh, Stroud. Yeah. yeah. Let's just see. Let's just see. Yeah. Let's see what Drake Meg does. Let's see. <laughs> Arizona currently holds the number one pick. Then it's Chicago via Carolina. So both of those are the one loss team or one win teams, Arizona and Carolina. But Carolina gave their pick to, to Chicago. What trade was that? Do you know? Um, I can go back and look. I'll, I'll find it. Go ahead. Keep going. But the so Chicago actually owns the second and third overall picks because Chicago is bad enough to where they're two and seven. Um, quarterback. 
and they'll they'll be there at the, the third overall pick, and then it's the Giants. Chicago had the number one pick last year, and they moved up and no, they no, traded for this year. Oh, oh that's, that's what right. it was. So, that's right. Yeah, so that's okay. that was Carolina going to get Bryce that's Young. Right. Yeah. Bryce Young. That's what that was. Gosh, so what a fumble. Yeah, what an interesting deal that is. I think Bryce Young's going to be just fine. That Carolina team's bad. And we'll talk about them in a couple weeks as well. I mean, that's what this part of the schedule is for the Cowboys. This it's, part. It's this part. And then you got the back <laughs> half. And yeah. then you've got the final six weeks. And it's a much different conversation. Is there such thing as just a confidence-building yep. week? Yep. Because it's not just Mozzie Smith. I, I liked what you said with Mozzie Smith, but it's guys like Jordan Lewis who have been around this before, who have been, and we talked about it yesterday, maybe not playing their best football. Oh, I don't even care about Jordan Lewis. I want to see some Noah Igben, Igbenogany. You want to see? I, I want to see Nashawn Wright. Like lower yeah, depth yeah, chart. Yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. I'm not worried about Jordan Lewis in this situation. I'm trying to find out what I got at number four corner. But you could build some confidence with a game like this yeah. based off of what he's had to deal with the last three weeks. Yeah. There's no. Jalen Hyatt too. Don't get don't 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 look overlook Jalen Hyatt. Now I'm I know not he's playing the in the game. I'm just analyzing it, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm looking past the Giants. Sorry, but I am. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. This is the biggest spread all season in the NFL. I did like some quick search there. Ooh. Sixteen and a half is the biggest spread. Um, I uh, it's also an opportunity for guys like Deuce Vaughn who haven't really found like their stride. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'll be very curious to see who they put on the inactive list on mm-hmm. Sunday and if it differs from the rest of the season. Um, just because there's going to be some opportunities late in the game for guys like Hunter Lipke and uh, Deuce Vaughn and uh, Jalen Brooks if he's active. So um, who knows? Maybe they find something here. And maybe maybe Martavis Bryant. Who knows? Did you see how he snuck in Hunter Lipke? No, I didn't sneak it in. I let off with him, actually. Mm, <laughs> I was like, Hunter Jalen Lipke, Brooks. Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> this is going to be a great opportunity for Hunter Lipke. All right, let's take our second break. Oh, no, you, you ask a question first. I was going to say, who, who would you rest who would right you, now. Yeah, that's, that's that's interesting. I think you I look at the one Giants? of the Giants rushers, yeah. Micah Parsons, Marcus Lawrence. <laughs> I think you look Lamb, at. I, I think Steph you could Gilmore. look at some depth pass rushers. I, they're not going to do this. This is just me. Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong. You know, get more run for Sam Williams. And, I think Sam Williams has earned the more run. He's been yeah disruptive when, when in limited snaps. Absolutely. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. I don't think, and that, that's that's just take care of business early. Yeah, and then we'll talk. Take care of business early, and then then they'll have an opportunity to do that. Really quick, you talked about this being a confidence builder game. This is a confidence builder month because mm-hmm. you got the Giants, you're going to Carolina, and then you're home on Thanksgiving for the Commanders. Should be three and zero going into that Thursday night game against Seattle, where you welcome welcome them in here. Build the confidence throughout three weeks, and then go beat Seattle, and then the Eagles come home, and you're nine and three. And while you're going through that stretch, the Eagles are going through their toughest stretch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to capitalize. Really on Really good games. opportunity here in the month of November. But. Let's do it. November, no loss. November. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Hashtag no loss. November. <laughs> got to make it happen, right? All right. right. Go to break. Yeah, we're going to break. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna hit some national storylines, and John Machota will. We'll take a look around the NFL with more Talking Cowboys right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. 
As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys with Isaiah Stamback. That's an interesting flex. (laughs) Nick Harris. Chris Beam, John Machoda, John. Forward-facing flex. Fighting your face. It's time to take a look around the NFL. What's going on? Let's yeah. do it. The first one we don't have to spend a lot of time on, but I, just, I wanted to bring it up because this is a funny quote. So the Steelers, much like the Cowboys, you know, there's some talk coming out of this previous game about, oh, you know, you need to get Cooks the ball more. And, you know, you go back to that Niners game, CD wanted the ball more. And so the Steelers, they win on Thursday night. Uh, Deontay Johnson has the you know game-winning touchdown. George Pickens is not happy. Mm. I guess he's not celebrating with his guys, goes to the sideline. He's upset uh, that he hasn't been getting touches, which then goes into uh, him, I guess, unfollowing the Steelers, some other things on social media, which obviously Mike Tomlin's asked That'll about. It. And Mike Tomlin is just, it cracks me up that Mike Tomlin would <laughs> have to answer questions. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the, but the part that I wanted to bring up is that, when Mike Tomlin was asked about it, he said he he compared it to that this isn't that big of a deal for him, um, that this is like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is a pebble in my shoe, to be quite, quite honest with you, in terms of things that I have to do in effort to get this group ready to play. It's a pebble in his shoe. See, to me, a pebble in my shoe is really annoying. That's irritating. Like, that's something that just, it's going to bother you. It doesn't matter. You can be completely healthy. Everything's going great. But it just is there, and it's nagging. It's nagging. Does, isn't a pebble in your shoe a bigger thing than just trying to blow it off? Like, oh, this isn't a big deal. We'll take care of it. So Pick he's it. trying to say that it's, it's, it's not a big nothing. deal. Yeah. And then he and it's not irritating. Yeah, that that he's got bigger things to worry about than getting George Pickens involved. A pebble in yeah, I. I so he's saying George Pickens is the pebble in his shoe. Yeah, apparently, or okay. this storyline, I guess, yeah. because they've been asked about it. Because this isn't like just one game. Okay, um, you know, gotcha. it's been. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he well, is a top. I don't know, George Pickens probably what top fifteen receiver. In the yeah, league? when he's, he's fed, been great. When he's yeah. fed for and, sure. And his average per game is probably closer to you know uh, receiving yards. About he's around twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. So he obviously wants more touch. Is. He wants you know to be a bigger part of this, but Mike Tomlin, I think, it was trying to make it clear that I got bigger things to worry about th- than that right now. Well, to Tomlin's credit, 
it, I mean, if you had to look at it in a relative term, a pebble in your shoe by itself might be irritating. And you might be just walking down the hallway in your cushy job, and that's when you have the pebble in your shoe. And instead of maybe stepping on a porcupine, ste- stepping on a porcupine and stabbing your shoe or stabbing your foot would not be very fun, right? Have you stepped on a porcupine? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Maybe a George Foreman grill. I mean, George Foreman grill. There I mean, there's we go. a couple things there that could that could hurt your foot a little bit more. So, so maybe the pebble is insignificant. Yeah. Even though it might be irritating, it's insignificant compared to what could be happening to your foot. It, the, the reason I brought it up too is that I'm just trying to. I'm just no, you're trying right, to help. You're right. I'm just laughing. One of Mike Tomlin's other quotes about it just sounded very much like the way the Cowboys coaches and players talked after CD, yeah. uh, you know, was frustrated and, and saying things like, yeah, he expresses frustration to me all the time. He wants to be significant. He wants to be a reason why we're successful. Um, you know, y'all don't begrudge that. I want our guys to want the football. So it, there are some similarities there that when I heard it, I was just like, that would have been funny <laughs> if Mike McCarthy said I would have been a pebble in a shoe. But anyway, so the other one that th- I think this is the biggest NFL storyline from this week, and, mm-hmm. and that's Josh Dobbs, like not even getting to practice, take first team reps, Gets traded to the Vikings. He's there for, you know, five days. Um, he's going in as the backup starter. Boom, gets concussion. He's out. Josh Dobbs comes in, throws two touchdowns, runs for another. Uh, there's a great video of, of, you know, the team owner introducing himself to Josh after the game's over in the <laughs> locker room. Um Bring that one up just because, obviously, he had a ton of success against the Cowboys when people like myself uh, did not think that he would. So uh, thoughts thoughts on Josh Dobbs stepping in, especially, <clears throat> Isaiah, you know, you being uh, a guy that's been in those NFL locker rooms, in those practice situations, how difficult that must have been for a quarterback not to have any reps with your first team, not, I mean, like he even said, knowing all the guys' names, and boom, you're thrown into it. Uh, go win us a game. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you guys know I've, I've been a Josh Dobbs fan. He's, I mean, he is a good player to me. He can run. He's athletic. He has a cannon. He's smart as all get out. He's been in a lot of systems. Um, I, even though he's hopped around, he's been able to uh, adapt and learn these systems relatively quickly. And you know, it was really cool to hear how the coach was like calling the plays out. He would he would disperse the play out to the team, and then on the way, right before the was it a fifteen second cutoff, yeah. <clears throat> the coach would be telling him like what it is, like hey, this is where the, the routes are, this is what they are, and to be successful at that at this at this level of competition with the with that lack of information. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm I'm super excited for him in the situation that he's in because I think I think he might be their next guy. Obviously they'll search for somebody in the draft, but I think he has an opportunity to to make a case for himself the the second half of the season. So I think it would be kind of annoying to have that going on in a game, you know, the constant talk and mm-hmm. everything like that. So I just have to bring this up because there is it's pretty well known, like He's like an aerospace engineer and yeah, all that. How much do you think that that helps? You know, obviously. Oh, being smart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it helps a little bit for sure. Um, I think it's dope. I mean, you see the highlight. I mean, not the highlights, but the film of him on the sideline. In the all the offensive linemen are around him. He's taking snaps from the center for the first time because he didn't get any snaps from the center at practice. Mm-hmm. He's taking snaps from the center, and they're trying to hear his cadence because he had never given a cadence to any of those guys. And I thought that was just amazing how he was just able to blow and go with all the stuff that's going on all the communication that's going on in the game the defensive line making calls the linebackers yelling at you the shifts that are going on and these guys are literally so they're able to block it out it's almost like like my wife when my my wife's talking to me she's like did you hear what i said i'm like did you say my name like if you didn't say my name like it's literally just noise to me you know what i'm saying i think because of because of nfl because of the football you you get so 
you get so used to just blocking out the noise. You know, you got 70,000, 100,000 people yelling, and you have to be able to block all that out and literally just focus in on what is being said to you directly either in your ear or what you're hearing from somebody in the huddle. Yeah. And I think that's like a superpower to me. And for the office alignment to be able to do that and be able to still communicate non-verbally and execute their assignments and – Dude, that was that was amazing by all parties, everybody involved. The they played at noon. The Cowboys played at three twenty-five. So as we're getting ready for our pregame show that starts at two, we're usually watching Red Zone mm-hmm. and we're kind of getting everything said in this in the studio and we're kind of just very uh, unformally watching the games. So I mean, that's just kind of how part. it is. There's it's off to the side, peripheral vision. And Isaiah, in the middle of our preparation, goes whoa, 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 and everybody stops down. He's like. Josh Dobbs is about to go in the in the game here. <laughs> Dobbs is about to go in, and you're watching it. The cadence on the sideline, and the snaps with the center, and, and things like that. And and I looked at Isaiah, and Isaiah's like, he's about to ball. And I was like, well, what makes you think that? He's a backup quarterback. He's been there for 48 hours. Doesn't have Justin Jefferson. Yeah, no, the best receiver in football is yeah. is out. I mean, there are certain things there that should not work out. He was, I was like. Why do you think he's going to ball? He's like, just because he's he's smart. He's going to get it done. He's going to figure out a way to get it done. So credit to Isaiah. He was on top of it before the three touchdowns and the win for, yeah. for Minnesota. I really liked the postgame reaction, too. That's one way to yeah. win over a locker room. Oh, absolutely. You see everybody come, come in, to the sideline? Put them on, put them on their shoulders yeah. literally in the locker yeah. room. That was not tall enough for, <laughs> for that. But the uh, really cool moment for Minnesota. Glad it didn't happen against Dallas. Thanks. But, uh, I mean, it was kind of did, didn't it? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> the second win. We're not, not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that one. I mean, Minnesota still has a really good chance of making yes, the playoffs. They do. Like they've been right, playing well. Five and yes, four, right there, and they're going to get Justin Jefferson back. And yeah, yeah, that's a that's a team to watch. But talking about Josh Dobbs specifically, you're talking about him being like an aerospace engineer and just smart as all get out. There's a YouTube video back from his days at University of Tennessee where he rattles off like 100 numbers of pi. Like on it was like a pi day, like social media thing that the University of Tennessee football account wanted to do. One four five. Yeah, he just does it it for like 10 minutes. And then he's like, are y'all done? Like, y'all want me to keep going? Like, (laughs) it was like one of those things. They're like, no, I think we got it. Like, you figured it out. No, he's he's super smart. Um, I uh, actually got an opportunity to meet meet him uh, when I was working with a woman named Ashton Washington at a previous job who's now a scout with the Chicago Bears, one of the only female scouts in the uh, NFL. But her cousin is Joshua Dobbs. And um, she had a brother that ended up going to Penn State. He now plays for the Jaguars. But they were all at a game one day, and Josh just – one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet, down to earth, and yeah, super smart. I'm I'm rooting for him all the way. He's awesome. uh he's a gamer. He's one thousand percent like the definition of just a gamer. And that was the first thing I said whenever I saw yep. that he had led uh, that comeback win, and and they were doing the cadence there on the sideline. I was like, yeah, he's a gamer. I mean, that's some, just, that's some just guys. Who he is. Some he's guys in situations like that are like, oh crap. You know what I'm saying? Other guys are like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, you know, I think, he, I think he's one of those hey, let's go type of guys. You know, yeah. he was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, got this, the cards are stacked against me. Let's do it. Yeah. I see what you did there. Cards. Yeah. You see that? Bang. Mm. Uh, last one I had was just about uh, an old familiar face for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, mm. Carson Wentz, uh, mm. sign, signing with the Rams. Uh, as people might remember, Matthew Stafford suffered thumb injury against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. They're bringing in Carson Wentz as insurance. He uh, started seven games last year for the Commanders. They went two and five uh, in those starts. I bring this up because there was a time back in 2016 where I felt like if the Cowboys had a higher pick, 
that Carson Wentz could have been the quarterback here. Mm. And it's just interesting to see how things have gone since then because obviously it was a lot of talk in that draft going in. It was would it be Wentz, would it be Goff? And to see how both of them, you know, aren't even with the the teams they're with. Wentz has been with several teams now. This will be, I believe, his fourth. Um, and now Goff obviously is in in Detroit. And then you have Dak Prescott, who was fourth round pick in that draft class, and uh, continues to be Cowboys franchise quarterback. Thoughts on Wentz? What do you guys think he's got left in the tank there? At uh, I think he's thirty one years old now. Gosh, is he already? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. He's already that old. Um, for me, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot there. The first thing that popped in my mind whenever he got signed is what happened to Stetson Bennett? Did he? And I'm trying to figure. Did he get cut? Like from? Yeah. They spent a fourth round pick mm-hmm. on him. Yeah. And gosh, that's just that's a big fumble there, especially when you look at the math the health of Matthew Stafford over the last couple of years and how I guess there wasn't a lot of confidence in Brett Ripien. Um but yeah they have to go on the street and pick up Carson Wentz well it wasn't just Stetson Bennett right didn't uh, or no Duggan was with the Chargers, was the Chargers yeah. different LA squad but yeah I mean the fact that you had you had a couple guys that you maybe invested late dra- round draft picks but we're talking about two guys even in this show Dak Prescott Joshua Dobbs they're both fourth round quarterbacks uh, it, it, Spending a fourth-round pick on a quarterback should at least net you a possibility of being the backup. So the fact that that didn't work out this past year for the Rams shows that, man, they, they probably just had to cut their ties and and move on and bring in Carson Wentz. I just, I'm, I'm of the belief that he still has something left in the tank. I, I still think he can win football games. Now, is he going to expect to come in and play at the same level as a starter would? No. But as a backup quarterback, I think he's very much so talented enough to, to be a solid backup <clears throat> in the NFL. I think he's a viable backup. Yeah. yeah. It'd just be interesting if his career, uh, if there isn't any type of resurgence, just this is how it ends, um, kind of just being a backup, just looking at what the Eagles have been able to do. Uh, he, he certainly had some successful seasons there. Uh, and then they go on and, and win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and then obviously take Jalen Hurts in the second mm-hmm. round, and we see the success he's having. Uh, just an organization that's shown that it's not like you have to use that. You trade everything to get that number one overall pick. I guess they did. I mean, they did spend a high pick on Carson Wentz, but, yeah, um, yeah that, that has been interesting. Obviously, the Cowboys haven't spent a high pick on, on a quarterback either. So Yeah, quite some time. Also, the other thing I was going to say, though, going back to the uh, uh, the first the first story, sorry about George Pickens, uh, tying it in with the Cowboys. Very interested to see this week how many targets George Pickens gets, much like I'm very interested to see how many targets Brandon Cooks gets. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think there, that he'll speak up this week during player availability? you think there's Brandon a possibility Cooks? there? Yeah. I don't think so. He's yeah. He's been asked earlier in the season about some of that stuff. Because here's the thing. It's not just about that one game. It's, mm-hmm. it's for me at least, you know, uh, it's about the whole season. I mean, we're almost halfway through the season, um, and, and obviously the return on, on investment hasn't been there on the stat sheet. And he's been asked about this before, and he's been very, you know, team first. So I don't expect that, but I'm just saying I can see the actions speaking louder than the words, and I can see him being targeted uh, quite often against the Giants early on. Over or under 100 yards? Oh, under, yeah. No. he's Under, for sure. I'll go out on a limb, and I'll say over. I'll say over. And why not? He's due. He hadn't had a 100-yard receiving game. Barely had 100 yards all season. (laughs) What do you you guys think is his longest reception is this year? At this moment, yeah, it's like what twenty. I was gonna say That's nineteen. A little bit yards. hard. Yeah. Oh, okay. What That's is it? Twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five yards. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just saying, you go back to training camp, we would never have guessed no. that. Like no. we would have thought, at least through this, even if the numbers were similar to what they are right now, we would have thought, at least I would have, that there would have been at least like one forty, fifty yard. You know why? No, because those plays were off of what play action. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
Did Isaiah just solve the Cowboys offense? Solved it, fixed, we're done here. All right, let's figure it out. Good job, everybody. Uh, one more national storyline I wanted to add at the back end, and it, what made me think of it was John said familiar faces with Carson Wentz. This is a little bit more familiar for the Cowboys. C.J. Stroud, of course, this past week goes off. 30 of 42 passing, 470 yards, five touchdowns. Balling. Talk about two guys that he threw the football quite often to. You talking about the, the Cowboys rejects? Uh, Noah Brown, six targets, six receptions, 153 yards, and a 75-yard touchdown. That's a lot what for number, Noah Brown. What, what number receiver was he here? Uh, like four. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Uh, Dalton Schultz, 11 targets, 10 receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Hmm. Both those guys Same kind game. of balled out. Same game. Same game. You see that graphic about the top four NFL receivers this past week? It was one CD, two um, uh, Noah Brown, three Amari Cooper, and four Dalton Schultz. Yeah. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It's pretty wild. It's interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. Both were of those guys the were significant. At one point in time? Were they all on the same team at yes. one point in time? They yes, were on the same team at one point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Which team I really don't have any regrets about any of those. Again. I, I mean, Amari, Amari to a certain extent, but like I was I'm with you. Was yeah, Amari, yeah, but like yeah, okay. with Schultz and, and Noah, like I, I like Noah Brown, but honestly, like I don't know that that's that much of an improvement over Michael Gallup. If that's your number four, or Jalen Tolbert, whoever that the three four is, ends up being out of that. And then the, the Dalton yeah. Schultz thing is Dalton Schultz a better player right now? Yeah, but at the same time, like if you didn't want to pay him. And judging by where Jake Ferguson is going, like you yes. got to kind of go to the next one. I mean, I saw the Lions do that with they moved down from Hawkinson, put in Sam Laporta. Like, yeah, you got to do that sometimes because if you don't want to pay that guy, like we knew um, when Dalton. Well, like, how Schultz. different do you think the record is if they have Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz on this team? I think it's the exact same record that they have right now. Okay, I mean, we, there's a whole lot that goes into the record, but in terms of impact, you don't think that Noah Brown would have more impact on this team than than Michael Gallup has this year. I think I mean, and it'd be cheaper. And it'd be cheaper. Yeah, well, cheaper. of course it'd be. But if we're going to cheaper, no, 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 then, no, no, then we're going I'm, to then we're going to Amari I'm, Cooper I'm, I'm, I'm being talking here. Talking and Michael, about, take price out of it. Who, oh, okay. who would have had more impact on the team this year? Noah Brown, Noah Brown. or Michael Gallup? Yeah, probably Noah Brown. Thank you very much. I just don't think it's such a significant <laughs> thing that now it's like it's not, oh we're, we're looking at maybe a one loss team right now. Believe it's me. Not. And I just don't. And I definitely don't think that about Schultz either. No, I, sorry. I'm, I'm I don't okay see. I, I'm, I'm okay with keeping Ferguson okay over Schultz. I sure. don't see Michael Gallup having 130 yards and a 75 yard touchdown grab in one game. I just don't see that happening. Noah Brown has already done that in yep. the NFL this season against an NFL team and in an NFL game. Same thing with Dalton Schultz. We knew when Dalton yeah. Schultz left and that sure. decision yeah. was made. He's a good player. Yeah, he was going to have success elsewhere. That wasn't a surprise. Like you said, you're moving on to yeah. the youth yeah. of the, the, no, the tight end. No, if Don Schultz wanted to take some like a very team friendly deal, that's one he thing. Would still be here. Correct. I'm I'm fine with Schultz leaving. Noah Brown, I would have loved to retain Noah yeah. Brown. You were adamant about that when it happened. I, I was. I knew that was going to be a hit. Do you like Noah Brown more than uh, Cedric Wilson? I do. Okay, I do. Uh, I think I like Cedric. Said Wilson, a lot. I like. I like said a lot too, and he's doing very well down there yeah. in Miami. But I think what Noah Brown does, special teams wise as well. That's what yeah. I. That's, that's what I'm talking okay. about. That yeah, value yeah. right there is hard to replace, man. That's true. Um, and we've seen the, you know, obviously the downside of that with some guys being out on special teams this year. So I, I like what he does. 
I think he's a, a, a good receiver as well. I just think that him and Dak weren't necessarily always synced yeah. up, right? So, um, but obviously he he's able to sync up with other guys. Noah Brown keeps putting up one thirty in games. He's not going to be on special teams for very much. I don't longer. think he's playing much down there anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. On, be sure to tune in tomorrow nine a.m. Central. Uh, we'll have QB Vision. We'll have news and notes and plenty more to talk about as we get a chance to talk to the team today for Chris Beam. Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Are you okay, Isaiah? I'm okay. I was just thinking about how my wife tried to take my black rifle shirt yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?